Jeff's, Jeff's Wonderland. And welcome to the 25th episode of Jeff's Wonderland. I'm Jeff, musician, songwriter, comedian, or bloody idiot, as my dad might have said. And for the next 10 to 15 minutes or so, I'll be taking you on a whirlwind ride through the magnificent mess of my mind. So fasten your virtual seatbelts. Now, I've become interested in Middle Eastern politics, particularly the problems on the Turkish-Iraq border. I'm also very fond of dairy food and innovative methods of protest. And so, I've decided that I'm going to show support for the Kurds by eating a lot of cheese. Thanks very much. I'm here till Thursday. Yes, um, of course, I'm joking there. And when I set out to create Jeff's Wonderland, I decided that there were several subjects that were going to be off-limits per se. Politics, religion, and bodily fluids. Having said that, I do occasionally mention God because I think he or she is fair game and, to my mind, has quite the sense of humour. Hopefully. That brings me to the following theoryette which is a small theory. A little while back in the Wonderland, I mentioned the expression, all God's creatures. Well, I thought a bit more about that, and I have come to the conclusion that there are actually two creators. Not one, two. There's God, and there's another one. And I'm going to call him Phil. Put simply, one has created the good stuff, and the other has created all the rubbish. You know, flies, cockroaches, Hitler. So the expression, all God's creatures, should always be part of a question. Kind of like this. Hey, are all of those God's creatures? No, those are all Phil's creatures. Ah, well, that explains it. And so, having shared those ideas, I reckon we're now all in the mood for Theory Time. Yo, you can't know what you can't know. I'm going to tell you what I think I know. And I know what I know. This is what I know. Theory Time. And welcome to Theory Time. On a previous episode of The Wonderland, I suggested that our affection for dolphins might not so much be based on what they do, but rather on what they don't do. So I have decided that from now on, I would like to be appreciated for what I don't do. You know, for being lazy, unmotivated and non-competitive and for achieving absolutely nothing beyond what I need to do to simply survive. Well, Jeff, I hear you say, good luck with that one. And of course, you're absolutely right, because human beings have a history of doing things. And it can be reasonably argued that a lot of those things which have been done over the course of human history have been rather destructive, often coinciding with our instinct to make things better for ourselves in all sorts of areas, whilst not giving too much of a monkey's about any negative consequences slash collateral damage. Also, humans are driven by the spirit of competition, and one of the main motivators for us to do anything at all is the potential of getting praise, a reward, a prize, money, applause, gratification, outward appreciation, or at least, I don't know, some kind of positive recognition for our efforts especially if we can make everyone else look like losers in the process. 
Meanwhile, the dolphins keep swimming around, finding things to eat and swimming around even more, whilst jumping out of the water occasionally and making squeaky noises in between. And in doing so, along with many other species in the animal kingdom, are hands down considered by human beings, mind you, to be far more popular inhabitants of the planet than we ourselves could ever dream of being. So I suppose my question to you is this. If we are so hell-bent on gaining ultimate popularity, shouldn't we be more like dolphins? Well, yes. Yes, we should. And now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going for a swim. This is what I know. Theory time. And on that watery note, we're ending theory time for today. And I can feel a song coming on. So we are going to get stuck right into Song of the Day, which today is taken from the album Jeff Healy's Love in a Suit, recorded in Australia back in the dying moments of the last century. Now, this song is kind of a fun little excursion. I may or may not have written the lyric about me. And it's a quasi-love song called Crazy Man. One of those, you know, the father doesn't like the boyfriend songs. And the boy and the girl really don't give a rats, as they shouldn't. Fade it out, folks. And yes, of course, crazy is as crazy does. And if you're crazy enough to want to hear more of that song or any musical creation of mine, you can do that on any of the streaming services or iTunes or YouTube. Now, 
We have arrived at that part of the show which you've all been hoping to avoid. Yes, it's Jeff's Thought of the Day. And welcome to Thought of the Day. And today's Thought of the Day deals with the juicy subject of life insurance. Contrary to popular belief, not everyone should have life insurance. Not everyone needs life insurance. And I'm talking about zombies, of course, and vampires and Keith Richards, obviously. Ironically, I doubt that a zombie could even get life insurance because having had their policy paid out at the time of death, here they are again, living it up once more, ostensibly at the expense of the insurance company. And everyone's trying to kill zombies, right? So, you know, second time around, it's kind of high risk. And so you can imagine your average zombie in the life insurance office trying to buy a policy. Well, let's see here, Mr. Smith. You died back in 1973. Your policy was cashed in at the time by your wife. And to be honest, Mr. Smith, we're reluctant to reinsure you as we have no guarantee that the same thing isn't just going to happen again. Now, this strikes me not so much as a problem for an insurance company, but as an opportunity for a new product. Low premiums, but no payout until you've died the second time. And if you're a vampire, it's even cheaper because there's a lower risk of mortality. But there are very distinct policy conditions whereby you're not allowed anywhere near wooden stakes, silver bullets, sunlight, or obviously garlic necklaces. And I really think we need a reinvention of the whole zombie genre, right? Where it's seen as a good thing. Because, hey, you're alive again, right? Like, you know, isn't this a no-brainer? Of course, you'd have to do away with the ragged clothes and the green skin and the eyes and teeth hanging out and the slow walking and limping and the arms out like this. Besides which, you know, the Rolling Stones already has a lead guitarist. Vampires could also do with a makeover. We could lose the fangs, adjust the diet a little bit, and get rid of that whole, you know, sleeping in coffins thing. I mean, you know, let's be honest, it can't be great for your social life. So, zombies and vampires could look and behave pretty much exactly like you and me, except maybe for a telltale bite mark here or there, which would help them to identify one another in social situations, because... You know, socially, we do tend to gravitate to others with whom we have something in common. Werewolves would no doubt also want to be in on this normal member of society thing too. But for them, it's a bit more difficult because, well, when it comes to dating, most restaurants and bars have a pretty strict no animals policy. And as a werewolf, the last thing you want is to be in the middle of a first date on a full moon and you're just about to close the deal and you get a bit overexcited so then the whole transformation thing kicks in and suddenly you've got to leave the restaurant because of the health regulations. Okay, on the positive side, it's fairly unlikely that they're going to ask you to pay the bill at that point. And additionally, of course, if you're a normal human being and you've got all of these creatures of the night suddenly blending into normal human society, it's pretty likely that you wouldn't really know who or what you were going out with until something like that actually happened. So, mate, how was the big date last night? 
Yeah, well, it was going pretty well, and then halfway through the dessert, she transforms and gets kicked out of the bloody restaurant. Oh, no, mate. Will you be seeing her again? No, I don't think so, mate. She was a bit of a dog, really. I think, I think it was the thought of the day. And on that supernatural note, we come to the end of Thought of the Day and the end of The Wonderland for today as well. Thanks for joining me, folks. And if you enjoyed the show, please leave a rating or a comment if you can. Hit the subscribe or the follow button. And, of course, you can contact me at jeffswonderland at yahoo.com or via my website, jeffhealy.com. And, of course... I'll be back with more essential nonsense next week. So until then, stay safe, stay sane, and keep it real. And please do join me again for the next exciting episode of My Wonderland. Gotta get back to Jeff's Wonderland. Gotta come back to Gold.